to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive by. Can you hold on for a minute while I go do something? Holding. Okay, hold on. Okay. I had to darken the... The scenery in here for right because we're in the elevator. Did you like my elevator music? Yeah, that was that was sweet. it. That was pretty cool. That was it. Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by, and we've got a very interesting show for everyone today. And what do I mean by interesting? Well, let me give you a couple of ideas about what I mean. Um, first of all, we have a powerhouse lineup, and I want to make sure that I introduce you to that lineup, what it is, and what it's about. And the other thing I want to make mention to all of you is that if you go to the website, the drpatshow.com is the website, the drpatshow.com. I think what we have up there now, Nick, do we have the video up there now? Say yes. Yes. Go ahead. You can. You can't. Now the camera's on me. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Show Let's swing it around and show Benny. Let's, yes. let's take a look the at Mr. Doctor. Benny. I love the yeah. Oh, there he is. <laughs> so well, it's, it's the com slash live video. There we go. So enthusiastic. Do it again. Yeah. Really? It's com slash live video. Perfect. If you want to watch. Exactly. And today's show, for those of you that got the newsletter, you got to take a sneak peek at what we're going to talk about today. Um, and if you read the newsletter... I think it says something like, well, let me get the newsletter and tell you exactly. Hold on. Wait, enter Benny. It says, Dr. Pat talks about Batman and the Dark Knight and much more. Well, I am going to talk about Batman and the Dark Knight, and I'm going to talk about it from a a number of different perspectives. I'm going to share some very interesting information, Benny, with our listeners, information that people don't know about, like, you know, the fact that, you know, Kane created Batman and the year that he created. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But what I've discovered that's causing me to change this a little bit is that Batman may have been the number one movie in the box office this weekend. It was a set a new record as of 2007, Spider-Man 3. Right. Broke it, $155 million right. in right. its first weekend. Right. And most of those, 90% of them were sold before the, the actual weekend, by right. the way. Right. Because mm-hmm. I went to it Thursday night, actually a preview show, mm-hmm. before it released at midnight on Friday morning. Okay. Right. So you were one of the first out of the gate. Correct. Uh, But I want to share something else because we're going to talk about The Dark Knight in the context of the movie, but more importantly, in the context of of Carl Jung and and how he had phrased a term, the shadow. He also calls it the dark night of the soul, which is N-I-G-H-T. What an interesting play on words. But more importantly, for, you know, when there is the dark, there is the light and they exist together. And so we know that in Seattle because even on a gray day, we know that the sun is up there. 
What's interesting, if we want to stay with the box office conversation, Benny, is that guess what the number two movie was? Mamma Mia. So here you have, on one hand, the darkest of dark movies to come along in, a, in, in quite some time. And um, then what you have is the lightest of movies to come along in a long time. And both of those movies hitting number one and number two in the box office. Now, why is that? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about, you know, The Dark Knight, the movie itself, and, and some of the observations that I've made. The other thing we're going to talk about is, you know, what does this mean? What, did, the, did the creator of Batman, was he plugged into the work of Carl Jung? And I'm going to let everybody out there decide. But I want to start today's show with a quote. And, you know, the quote is this. It is, and, and this, is, this is probably one of these quotes that many of you have heard in some way, form, or fashion has been around. But the question is, do we put it in the context of modern culture? Here is the quote. And it's this. Unfortunately, there could be no doubt that man, and this is an old quote, so, you know, back in the 30s there was man. Uh, it, unfortunately, there can be no doubt that man is, on the whole, less good than he imagines himself or wants to be. Everyone carries a shadow, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and dense it is. If an inferiority is conscious, one always has a chance to correct it. Furthermore, it is constantly in contact with other interests, so that is continually subjective to modifications. But it, if it is repressed, that is the dark, if it is repressed and isolated from consciousness, it never gets corrected. And, you know, that, let me just tell you where that comes from. That is from Carl Jung. It is Psychology and Religion, published in 1938. Uh, and it is one of actually many, many of the things that I'll talk about today in reference to Carl Jung. But the I want to look at an earlier, an earlier uh, uh, discussion that Carl Jung had. And the reason I want to talk about this is because of the timing of some of these. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with Carl Jung and his work, or Carl Jung, it depends on how you say it, and his work, one of the things that I want to share with you is that, you know, Carl Jung was in the shadow of Sigmund Freud was in the shadow of Sigmund Freud. And what does that mean in the shadow? Well, you know, here the, the, the you know, what some people call the mo two of the most brilliant psychologists of, a, of our time. Here they are living at the same time, coming from different perspectives. But, you know, here is from a 1912, 1912 body of work um, that Carl Jung did on the psychology of the unconscious. And here it is. It is frightening. It is a frightening thought that man also has a shadow side to him, consisting not just of little weakness and foibles, but of a positive demonic dynamism. Demonic dynamism. This is Carl Jung talking about us. Now, it may or may not relate to this, but I'm just going to share. I'm going to share like a Jungian peep thing. The individual seldom knows anything of this to him. 
uh, anything of this. What he's saying is that we don't know we have this dark side. We don't know. We don't know that we have the dark side. And so to him as an individual, it's an inc incredible that he should ever in any circumstance go beyond himself. But let these harmless creatures form a mass. He's talking about harmless creatures of all of us that have the dark side form a mass. And there emerges a raging monster. And each individual is only one tiny cell of the monster's body. So that for better or worse, he may accompany it on a bloody rampages, even as even assisted to the utmost. Having a dark suspicion of these grim possibilities, man turns a blind eye to the shadow side of human nature. Blindly, he strives against. Um, and what I want to say is this. This is Jung now in 1912. And so what is it about Carl Jung and what is it? about the dark night and and is it a coincidence that we have both the dark night and a movie like mama mia coming out into the box office as number one and number two you know is that a surprise if you know for me who has looked at and worked with the dark and the light it's not a surprise it's not and john Martini would call it contrast he would talk about the fact that when you see the dark there is a light when you see the good the good there can be the bad he talks about this a lot in his work. He says it's important for us to stay in the middle. But here's what I want to read for you. This was an incredible observation by Wade Major when he talked about The Dark Knight, the movie. And, and listen to how interesting this could be. He said in 1939, the same year that Hitler's invasion of Poland officially launched World War II, Bob Kane created Batman. It was also the year that famed psychiatrist Sigmund Freud died, facilitating the ascendance of his one-time friend, Carl Jung, along with Jung's more mystical and uncertain understanding of man as a creature beset by an internal tug of war. While there's no clear evidence that Cain was influenced by Jung in creating his famous Jungian hero, which is Batman, by the way, no, uh, it's kind of interesting. It seems less than coincidental that Cain would choose that particular moment in time when the global line between good and evil, evil was drawn more starkly than any other time in history to deliver not only the world's first conflicted superhero, but a villain in the Joker driven not so much by green greed or perverted morals as by an almost righteous immortality interesting batman and the joker emerged and so the joker is uh you know the the main villain by the way in in the in the movie that's in the theaters now the dark knight so the joker not only so much greed okay so here it was now this is kind of interesting it was tandem uh, it was a tandem which, in contrast to those other comic heroes of the day, and let me just tell you a few of these, Superman, Captain America, I mean, these are super squeaky clean apple pie, suggested that the World War II generation would probably have rejected had they fully understood it. Every human being has the capacity to be a Batman or a Joker, that morals can be fragile and frequently conditional, if not contradictory. That choices are based as much on expediency and whim as conscious and the good and evil, for better or worse, need each other. And there is a striking, and we're going to talk about this, and, and I want to share my perspective about the movie. Um, 
uh, you know, it was really difficult for me to see the movie the first time, and I'll tell you why. Uh, first of all, I think it's rated, Benny, PG-13, if I recall correctly. It's a PG movie, and yet it has all of the chills and thrills of the Silence of the Lambs in so many ways. Silence of the Lamb. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to take a look at the, the Dark Knight and compare it to some of the Jungian archetypes. What I found in doing this this weekend, how many Jungian archetypes show up in this film, and I'll share them with you when we return. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details. Want to change your life in as little as 60 days guaranteed? And do you want to save money while doing it? Join the thousands of people who have already experienced a phenomenal memory online course that'll change your life. Guaranteed. Having a phenomenal memory is not a gift. It is a skill. A skill that you can master in as little as 60 days. Just imagine how your life would change if you suddenly had the ability to memorize entire books. Listeners of the Dr. Pat Show save $75 on the e-course. So visit pmemory.net and download The Secrets of a Phenomenal Memory ebook and find out more about this special offer. That's pmemory.net. And that's a P as in phenomenal. pmemory.net. Stay informed. Sign up for the Dr. Pat Show weekly newsletter to find out about giveaways, extraordinary interviews, workshops, special events, and more. Go to thedrpatshow.com to sign up for the newsletter now. Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code Dr. Pat. That's D-R-P-A-T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleep Store to start your experience. The drpatshow.com. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself meditating inside the Great Pyramid, relaxing on a Nile cruise and exploring the sacred temples. For travel that transforms and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt in October. Call for information at 866-903-6463 or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Hi, this is Dr. Scott of Crown Hill Chiropractic in Seattle, your center for maximized living. Wellness is much more than being free of illness. It's about optimal living in all aspects of life. Our maximized living team provides a safe, 
healing environment while helping individuals express their true divine potential through chiropractic care and wellness coaching. For more information on Achieving Wellness, visit us at crownhillchiropractic.com or give us a call at 206-782-8800. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Again, where do we begin? You know, the first tagline from Christopher Nolan, um, who actually directed Batman, is, is this. I see what I have to become to stop men like him. I see what I have to become to stop men like this. You know... Uh, is that true? Do do we believe that? Do I believe that? I think it's an interesting tagline. I'll talk about it. And then, you know, you get another line like this coming from the supposed white knight in the movie, which was Harvey Dent, uh, the district attorney. And, and he's making his speech and his speech is to embrace Batman. And he says the night is dark is just before the dawn and the dawn is coming. Uh and then you have what I think is one of the most incredible lines from one of the most fiendish villains that has ever hit the comic book scene, the Joker. And the Joker, in all of his Joker glory, in one of the key scenes from the movie, which I won't disclose for those of you that haven't seen it, it would be unfair, but he is talking with... The villains, and you know he's got a final confrontation with a villain, and so in this confrontation, there's a huge, huge stack of money, and and the villain, and you know the Joker's not interested in 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 the money at all, and so what he says is, it's not about the money, it's about the message. So here you have three, three of the the lead people from the film. And each of them has a very special special message that defines who they are, that defines the archetype, that defines the nature of, of their very being. And so what is it about the dark side that intrigues the masses of people in this country and beyond, you know, that pits movie critics against viewers? And, you know, what do I mean by pits movie critics against viewers? Well... I think one of the most controversial dialogues on air or on the web right now is between, you know, people that have seen the movie that are talking about it, that are conflicted within themselves, movie critics alike sharing that not only is this movie Oscar worthy, uh, but it's also uh, individuals in the movie are worthy of the Oscar nod. And, of course, we're talking about Heath Ledger. For those of you that are not familiar with the story and are wondering why am I talking about this, I, I, and you'll see where I go with this uh, throughout today's show. If there is a dark side in each of us, as Jung has suggested, then what are we to do with it? 
you know, is it something that we took, we, 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 we acknowledge, do we ignore it? And I go back to the quote that I, that I had before that talked about if we repressed and are isolated from the consciousness of the shadow, it never gets corrected. So you get a sense that there is a correction that has to be made of the darkness and the dark night in each of us. But here's, you know, here's some other things that I want to share with you. You know, the, are we fascinated with this because of the death of Heath Ledger? There are many people that are talking about being able to see him for one last time on the screen. Is the movie about Heath Ledger? Is the movie about death? Is the movie about immortality? And so we're looking at this and we're looking at the Internet. I mean, is it because the Internet in the way that we can reach out and touch each other, even if we don't want to be touched, we reach out and touch. You know, many of you listening to the show, what you get to do is you get to turn the show on, and there we are. If you decide that you don't like the show, you get to turn the show off. But if you're like me and you get the emails that I get or you get online as many times as I get online, then you've got an instant message thing that pops up. You know, today we're doing video, uh, which is another way to respond to, you know, some of the emails you all have sent us. Uh, you know, launching what we call uh, Dr. Pat TV. You know, I don't know where all of this is going. I know that I wake up some days and I say, what is mine to do? And then I get the message about it. And we give birth to Dr. Pat's holistic makeover. And everyone on the team joins in and creates the next level to connect with everyone. You know, or is it something deep to explore and even argue about? Uh, is it a projection of our own humanity? What is it we relate to in both of these movies, The Dark Knight? And Mamma Mia, which I'll talk about later. You know, some say that the latest, latest issues of comic book movies, you know, that the Dark Knight is noisy. It's jumbled. It's sadistic. You know, even its most wondrous vision, Batman plunges from the skyscrapers. Batwing snapping open. He glides through the night like a human kite. Can't keep the movie airborne. Now, these are critics talking about it from this perspective. Yet... Listen to, the, listen to what people have done around this movie. This is some interesting information. By Thursday, and Benny said he went to the movie on Thursday. By Thursday, a day before The Dark Knight opened on a massive 9,200 screens across the country, studio analysts were saying that 90% of the weekend's available tickets had already been sold. I happen to be able to go... Uh, during the daytime because I knew that I would want I wanted to talk about it so I was able to go during the daytime at a strange time when most people wouldn't go so setting new box office records um, it took in 66.4 million dollars now put that in contrast to the gloom and doom of the economy and look at where people are putting their money, not just in one individual, but there are people that have seen this movie five, ten times. You know, there are families that have taken their kids to this. It's P- I think it's a PG-13 movie. I don't know how it got that rating, but there is no real violence to speak of in the movie. And so, you know, Christian Bale, as the title character, 
broken all new records, and, and I can go on and on about this, but I won't. What's interesting is to take a look at the movie for itself. There are some critics that absolutely hate comic book movies, and they've said that, say they absolutely love The Dark Knight and, and, and call it a staggering achievement. Um, what is it that has drawn us to this movie? You know, is it a scene where you see Batman, The Dark Knight, on probably the tallest building that you could imagine in Chicago, as we know it, looking down at a dark, dark city, is it that moment where you can not only connect from a visual point of view of who he is, but connect from an emotional point of view? And why is it we can connect with that? Well, I, I think if you're like me, you've been there at your life. You've been at that point in your life. You've been at that place where you just know, my gosh, can it get any darker than this? But then there it is. He's Batman. You know, a dark night for Batman. He's got all the, the suits and the cars and the things to help him get out of it. And so when we look at the movie, and by the way, I, I don't know if you're paying attention to movies, but you, you can just go across the screen at looking at the sort of comic book movies that have come out recently. You know, everything from Hellboy to The Incredible Hulk to, Hulk to Wanted. And there is, for some people, saying this is the best summer in memory for flat-out blockbuster entertainment. And there are many of us that are not so entertained. But what is this film about? I mean, true to the format, crusading hero, sneering villain, Heath Ledger's Joker, um, spectacular chases. There's so much in this movie. But you have to stop to think if Nolan had a more subversive agenda. Does he want viewers to stick their hands down what some call the rat hole of even, even to, just to see if they get bitten? You know, there's very little humor in this Batman movie, and yet some people call it exquisite movie making. Very little humor. Um, for those of us that grew up with, you know, Bruce Wayne on television and looking at it from that perspective, what did we learn about it? What did we learn about the fun and the humor? Well, that's not what this movie is about. And so you're looking at a movie that some think reflects what's happening in human consciousness, what's happening in consciousness. And so in contrast, you have the Dark Knight, who is all about, you know, good versus evil, but yet has to check within himself to make sure that he is operating with the highest level of integrity. And he doesn't like the fact that he sees that he has to become something evil himself to ward off evil. But in the end of the movie, you'll know that that's not the case. When we come back, I'll talk more about the archetypes in this movie and the work of Carl Jung. And we'll talk about Mamma Mia a little bit. And we'll talk about how you have number one and two at the box office so diametrically opposed or are they really stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pat show
Dr. Pat's giving away an iPod to a lucky listener every month. Yep, every month. All you have to do is go to thedrpatshow.com. That's thedrpatshow.com. Then sign up for our weekly newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, not only will you be entered to win the iPod, you'll also be kept up to date on all the awesome things that we're doing here at the Dr. Pat Show. So remember, go to thedrpatshow.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can't afford to miss out on this. Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Music, the stuff of creation. What a powerful tool for healing, inspiring, and connecting us to source. And to each other. We'll talk about it. We'll play it. We'll have a lively discussion with guests who are doing it. So join us Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Saturday mornings at 11. Tune in to Living Music Radio on KKNW 1150 AM or livingmusicradio.com. Have you seen the movie The Secret and heard what they say about the law of attraction? Seen it. At my church, the Center for Spiritual Living, we teach it. It's no secret to us. Hey, join me Sunday. You can hear Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis. She really has helped me create a life I never thought was possible. I think I will have noticed big changes in your life since you've been going there. It sounds like a place for me. Where are they? The Center for Spiritual Living is just east of University Village on Sandpoint Way. Three Sunday services. Go online at spiritualliving.org. The Center for Spiritual Living, honoring all paths to God. Do you have questions about a job, finances, or relationships? Astrologer Madeline Gerwick is offering special 30-minute personal consultations about love, money, or career for just $85. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call Madeline at 877-524-8300 to schedule. Go to PolarisBusinessGuides.com. That's P-O-L-A-R-I-S BusinessGuides.com. So stop wondering and start asking. Whether you're female or male and you're feeling just not quite right, your hormones may be out of balance or depleted. For a comprehensive assessment and to discuss the safe and effective bioidentical natural hormone therapy, visit the bioidentical hormone specialist, Dr. Darvish and her staff at Holistique Medical Center in Bellevue. Call 425-451-0404. Visit Holistique at drdarvish.com. That's drdarvish.com. Tell your friends, the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. everyone welcome back to the dr pat show we're talking about the dark night but we're talking about much more than that what's interesting is where there is the dark there is the light and that's something that we focus on in this show a lot we focus mostly on the light 
And that doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge that there's the dark. I think the reason that I do this show in the way that I do, it is talk radio to thrive by, is because I do recognize that there is a shadow, there is something operating in the lives of each and every one of us. The question is, what do we do to confront it? What do we do to move on? You know, subsequent generations have come not only to acknowledge Batman's, you know, bewitching psychological undercurrent. It's really clear. But they've also embraced it. You know, reaffirming Kane's creation. Kane, you know, Bob Kane created Batman in 1939. Very interesting year where Carl Jung, you know, had talked about the shadow and it come out earlier. But 1939, what's happening? Well, you have the rise of, uh, of, of Hitler. You have the invasion of Poland. You have many, many things going on there. Some people are looking at that time and comparing it to, you know, some of what's happening in the world today. Others are saying that's pure hogwash. There'll never be another time like that. I hope not. And, you know, as we're looking at this, we look at the media depictions of Batman. You know, you take a look, as I said before, you know, the 60s version, which is kind of fun and funky and big hair and all of that. But you know, now we Boom, take a look. Zowie, slam, oh, no. that's what you watch that. That's, so that's what Batman was about. Yeah. And then, of course, Same there one. was Robin. Who knows when the heck Robin is going to show Nick up? It could be my little Robin. You know. And some people say that what you have in Batman and Robin is you have the dark and the light. Well, that's kind of interesting, but we're not going to talk about Robin today. What we are talking about is, you know, getting somebody like a Christopher Nolan to to work on this film. Arguably the most union of filmmakers. Okay, have we ever used that term of, you know, Hollywood Christopher Nolan, Jungian filmmaker. He has brought Kane's 69-year-old creation to the screen. Practically without exception, his pre-Batman films, and look at some of the films he's created, and you're going to get a sense of why I can say to him he's probably the most Jungian film director out there. You know, these are his films. Uh, he created films following Memento. I watched Memento. I went to see that movie. And I thought to myself, I've got to see this movie again. Watch the movie three times in just complete awe. You know, what was it about that? And then, of course, he did the remake of Insomnia. And I think that was with, I think that was with Robin Williams, probably one of the scariest Robin Williams I've ever seen on television. And then The Prestige. And The Prestige, I believe, was with Christian Bale again. But here you are, you know, th this is a gripping continuation of the first Batman. You know, it's a lingering memory. It is watching the reconstruction of Wayne Manor. The house literally burns down. And to watch the reconstruction, to look at a man who supposedly has everything, if wealth is everything, and has nothing. And here we are having a conversation on my show uh, about the Dark Knight. And so what do you see in some of the other characters that come through here? What do you see... And, you know, the, 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 the judicial in the movie. What do you see about Maggie Gyllenhaal, who plays Rachel Dawes? You know, what do you see in the police department? What do you see in the mafia that shows up? You know, what do all of these things look like? What do they mean? Well, I have to tell you that when Jung looked at the archetypes, he looked at the shadow, the anima, the animus, the self. And, and he didn't stop there. There were other archetypes he developed, and I have to tell you, and I don't have time to do it today, but I will tell you that almost without question, 
every one of these shows up in the film. And I'm just going to go briefly through them to talk about, you know, the, the Jungian archetypes. Jung said that there are a large number of archetypes. Anybody that's seen Carolyn Mace's deck gets a, you get really clear. This is a big old fat deck of, of archetypes. And they're often linked to main archetypes that, you know, may respect them. So there's a little overlap. But let's talk about these archetypes for a minute. You know, there is the idea of the, fair, the family archetype. There's the father, stern, powerful, controlling. There is the mother, feeding, nurturing, soothing. There is the child, birth, beginning, salvation. And what's interesting in this movie, as you look at sort of the, the, the flow of this and the police detective, of course, that was played by Gary Oldman, uh, you know, Gary's just incredible actor and his family gets brought into the movie and what does his family represent does his family represent the family archetypes you know what is it that we can look at from that perspective now let's take a look at some of the story archetypes in the movie and i i want to tell you that the most shocking part of this movie and that didn't make sense to me was the introduction of dogs into the movie why why would anybody bring dogs into Batman the movie and how were they used without me giving out the word on how this is used? Well, there are a couple of reasons, but let me go through the archetypes. And as I go through them, what I want to say about them, we get to be each of these. And Jung even corrected himself. When he first came out, he said, you know what? Instinctually, we're born of a certain archetype. Well, you could see how he changed along the way and said, no, this is not true. It's not instinctual. You know, we grow and we, we fulfill these. But here are some of the others. Tell me if you've watched the movie. And Benny, this is a quiz. If you've watched the movie and the, you've seen these show up, the hero. That's an archetype, rescuer, champion. Who would you call the hero? Many people say it wasn't Batman. Batman wasn't the hero of the movie, in I, a sense. I don't think so either. No? Mm -mm. And who would you say the hero was? The DA? Harvey Dent? Wow. I think it's a toss-up between him and Gary Oldman's character. Gary Oldman's character. Mm -hmm. So, okay, there we go. Because, I mean, family, it sometimes definitely comes first. Yep. Well, you know, the whole play on his family. Right. You know, came into play in this mm -hmm. movie capturing the first set of the family archetypes mm -hmm. now you go the maiden purity desire mm -hmm. and clearly when you look at rachel dawes in the movie hot you <laughs> sorry it slipped yeah <laughs> yeah. sorry did i ruin you on that one i'm no, sorry it's okay, true. Okay, sorry. i'm just thinking about an email somebody okay. sent me about um benny and rachel hot no about benny and rachel though <laughs> no but an email that somebody sent me about katie holmes oh right yeah from the previous yeah yeah they said well, the the Why? email Why that was from one of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. They said, what do you think the greatest career mistake in Hollywood has been? And I'm thinking, who's sending this? What is this? And I'm thinking, greatest mistake in Hollywood. Tom, what could that be? Tom Cruise? No. Did he send it? No. I don't think Tom <laughs> said it. Yeah, okay. And, then the, and I said, I have not a clue. He said, Katie Holmes not signing up to do the <laughs> Dark Knight. She's a big mistake. Anyway, uh -huh. but let's get back to the archetypes, yes. the maiden. Then the magician, mysterious, powerful. Toss up between who the magician is in this Ooh, movie. I got a good one. You got a good one. Let's see, see if you and I are on the same page. I think it's Morgan Freeman. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Morgan Freeman. Yep. The Earth Mother, which represents nature. This was a little tricky for me. You know, the Earth Mother representing nature. We can hold that one for a minute. Yeah. 
That might give me a few minutes on that one. It's give you a few minutes on that one. That's a question for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The witch or the sorceress, dangerous. Clearly, you know, you can put the, you can put the, uh, uh, the Joker into that category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the trickster, deceiving and hidden. I would put also the alter ego of Harvey Dent, which right. is Two-Face in there. Absolutely. Now, when you look at all of this, and let me continue, because even though it's not in this movie, you're going to see that these archetypes show up. There are animal archetypes, the faithful dog. There is a scene from this movie, and I, and I don't want to go over the scene, but there's a scene between the Joker and one of the other criminals in the movie. And the scene has to do with uh, the, the loyal dogs that belong to this, this gangster. And so there's a scene in the movie that incorporates the dialect, dialect of the, the, you know, the dog and, and loyalty and what does that mean. So when you step back from a movie that is supposed to be entertaining and is at a lot of different levels for people that like dark movies like this, then you step back into the world of looking at how much of that we truly relate to. There are some people that went to see that movie, some young people, some children that went to see it haven't slept in two days. Uh, and, you know, for very good reason. Uh, even though it is a PG-13, I would say as parents, you probably want to go see it unless, you know, you're used to taking your kids to movies like this, then you don't have to worry about it. Uh, I would worry about the kid later on down the road. But think about it. Animal archetypes. One of Jung's favorite archetypes was the devious cat, the self-serving nature of that. So when you follow sort of the string of archetypes that Jung outlines, and you look at this movie, probably I've looked at it in a way that many of you have not, what you come to realize is that there is much to be told in a story. And who tells the story gets to sort of control the content. Now, one of the things I want to say, and I want to say this with um, incredible compassion, by far Heath Ledger and the role that he had in this movie, um, wow, I haven't seen acting like that since Charlize did Monster, uh, which was another scary role, but... For a man to do a movie like this and play the character that he played, I mean, it, you know, he's been compared to Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. And, and certainly these are not, you know, the kind of movies you jump up and say, I want to go get some inspiration and I see them. Personally, he's well past that. Uh, yeah, is- he was by far, from the opening scene, you absolutely were sucked in. He's chillingly good. And chillingly good. Chillingly means he nailed it to a T. And, you know, Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. did the first Joker, which he did a fabulous job. But this just went above and beyond. And I think everyone, especially for me, was in the theater waiting for his first scene to approach. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I kind of was watching. I'm like, all right, yeah, Batman's running around. He's doing his thing. But then I'm like, when is he going to enter? When is he going to enter? Right. And, it, and, it, and it, when he did, finally he did, it's yeah, chilling. It is chilling. And I, and I want to read this. This is a, from later on. This is from Carl Jung later on in, um, in, in one of the uh, essays he, that he wrote, 1952. And, and, you know, when we bring up Heath Ledger, this is what comes to mind. We carry our past with us to wit. 
the primitive and inferior man with his desires and emotions. And it is only with an enormous effort that we can detach ourselves from this burden. If it comes to a neurosis, we invariably have to deal with a considerably intensified shadow. Clearly, that was the role we saw this weekend. And if such a person wants to be, quote, cured, it is necessary to find a way in which his conscious personality and his shadow can live together. And I started this uh, in this conversation with a, a quote that came from the movie. And the quote came to the movie, and it was this. It was, uh, you, you know, what do I have to become? What do I have to become? And I think what Carl Jung would say, had he seen this movie today, he would say, it's not what you or me or you know, any of us are to become. It's what we're willing to confront and confront it in a way that identifies and makes us aware. And by that awareness, we get the power of choice. We cannot choose if we do not know. And what I want to say is that while this is pure entertainment, it certainly is and has left people with a lot of questions. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the light and what that's done as well. Mama Kitty had no hope, shot and dumped in a rural area with her kittens. She was terrified, hungry, and exhausted. A good Samaritan found her and knew that Posado's safe haven could help. Posado's safe haven is a small sanctuary that's making a big difference to animals in need like Mama Kitty. Our mission is to improve the lives of animals who fell through the cracks, those typically not served by humane shelters. Located on 80 beautiful pastoral acres in Monroe, Washington, our barns are filled with over 250 rescued dogs, cats, and farm animals. Want to meet Mama Kitty? Volunteer with us. Make a difference to our animals as they enrich your life as well. Please visit PosadosSafeHaven.org about volunteer opportunities. Posados Safe Haven. That's Posado, P-A-S-A-D-O, SafeHaven.org. Find out how you can turn any obstacle to boost your life to the next level. Discover how you can overcome your fear with faith and courage to create amazing results. These strategies are taught by Julie Thong, a Cambodian genocide survivor. Julie is an inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, and author of Kantaya, My Courageous Quest for Love and Freedom, and The Power of Fear, Face Everything and Rejoice. Call 888-842-2008 or visit juliethong.com. The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into a number one talk radio show. Hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping to promote and sustain The Dr. Pat Show, submit your resume to pat at thedrpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in the world. There's a secret.
secret that we want you to know. A secret so closely guarded that the medical community spends billions of dollars each year to make sure you don't know what it is. Here it is. Your health isn't determined by how many prescription drugs you take. It's determined by you. You already possess everything you need to be completely healthy. On Saturday, August 9th, there will be an experience that will put you in the driver's seat. A one-day training that will arm you with the power to be your best every day. Be Your Best is an intense, information-packed, fun-filled, one-day event focused on giving you the tools to dramatically improve your health and your life. Don't miss this amazing experience. $29 will get you in the door and the information you receive will get you the life you deserve. Call 800-443-BEST. That's 800-443-BEST to register for Be Your Best in Seattle on August 9th. Or visit bestlifetraining.com for more information. Spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Only for Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. And, you know, let's talk about this. In contrast to The Dark Knight comes Mamma Mia. Uh, went ahead, bat, beat last year's Hairspray, broke its own record for musicals. Now, when you think about that in the context of how many people and how many movies can you go to over a weekend, to have these two movies come in one and two, uh, I can go into a psychological explanation, but I won't. I will tell you that that uh, where there is the dark, there is the light. And I don't know if producers plan to launch a musical the same weekend as a mega box office. I don't know if that was a strategy or that's just the way it was. But I can tell you uh, in the same way that the very opening scene in The Dark Knight left a lasting impression, so did this movie. From the very beginning, for those of you that have seen the play, you know what I'm talking about. From the very beginning of this movie, uh, you're, you smile. There's no question about it, you smile. And you think to yourself, is Meryl Streep really singing these songs? Only to find out, yes, she is. And so here we are with, uh, again... A movie that touches the hearts of so many people. Now, I, I went to this movie late last night. It was, you know, I had, I had been working over the weekend and I decided, okay, you know, why don't we go to the movies? Why don't we, you know, do something fun on a Sunday night? Uh, and so we said, okay, maybe we'll go see Mamma Mia. I mean, clearly you couldn't even get in to see that movie this weekend either. And so we went to the movies to, to see it. And, and here we go. Mamma Mia breaks a record the Dark Knight can't. And that is a record for, um, you know, the most sold out in any weekend musical. And I believe the numbers are around $32 million for this movie. But this is not a movie that will go away. It is one of these things that people, I believe, will watch over and over and over again. And why is it? Just as there is the dark, there is the light. And I don't think it's a mistake. Uh, probably it's the cosmic intervention. But here you have some of the, you know, the, the most fun people on screen doing a movie that is 
just all about music, laughter, lightness, even even the, the most touching and and I don't even want to use the word sad times in the movie reflects an incredible, brilliant singing moment for Meryl Streep. And so here we are, totally delighted, put a smile on my face. You could hear the laughter in the movies. People from all ages sitting in this movie, watching a movie that is based on the, you know, the, 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 the uses the music of ABBA. And Benny's going to play some of that. That's the song that you hear heard earlier today. But the crossover point for me, and truly, this is how I know I get convinced at some of these things, was to watch... My main man, my James Bond, (laughs) was such an incredible, Pierce Brosnan, to watch him in this movie, who some of us grew up to know as James Bond, and, you know, who we loved in that role, singing love songs in a movie called Mamma Mia!, now, clearly, you know, the, the film was filled with other, you know, just amazing people, Julie Walters and Christine Baranski, uh, upbeat, powerful. But let's talk about this for a minute, because, you know, for me, the dark night and the darkness and all of that, how easy is it for the light to shine through? How easy is it for each and every one of us? To flip the switch to lightness. And I want to tell you that, you know, if, if we were to use these movies, these two movies, as a metaphor for both the light and the dark, and we were to look at the shadow and the sunshine or, you know, the lightness of the world, then one of the things we can step back and look at is how quickly we can buy into the gloom and doom and the evil of the world or how easily we can shift into the lightness and the ease of step. And so I wanted to do this show today for two reasons. One, I love Carl Jung, and of course, I love the archetypes. But the other thing I wanted to share with everyone today is is this reminder. For every moment of darkness, you can create the moment of light. It isn't something that we have to have or put in the hands of another individual. It isn't a place where we look and we become victim. And many of you who have not seen The Dark Knight, I definitely am not one of these people to give away the ending. But I will say to you that one of the highest regards that we can have is a level of heroism that is so selfless. And even though The Dark Knight had its dark moments, both endings of this movie show up as a ray of hope, a ray of excitement, and a ray of possibility. And does it come at sacrifice? Well, if you look at The Dark Knight, you might say it does. But if you look at Mamma Mia and you look at the story, you would have to agree it comes in the backdrop of the most beautiful beauty of all nature. The most wonderful smiles and just absolutely incredible music. The love, the joy, the family, the camaraderie, the connection, the collection. All of that comes to this absolutely divine place. So what I want to leave everyone with today is this. Are you going to live 
in the shadow of who you think you are? Or will you emerge as the bright light, the singer of song, the dancing queen? Will you emerge as that ray of hope for another through what some people call the dark night of our economy? And I say there is no such thing. I say that we get to collect, we get to create, and we get to adjust. And I invite you to join me in the many things we're doing here on this show to make sure that your light shines. Dr. Pat's Holistic Makeover is one of those things. We have lots more to come on the show. I want to thank you for joining us today and each and every day uh, so that we can share a perspective and touch you and your heart the way you touch ours. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. And as we end this show today, I dare you not to get up and dance to this song. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay tuned. Kerry O'Connor coming up. Watch that scene.